Hello, you people. This is Nate here, and you may recognize my voice from the Motley Soup podcast, but that's not what this is. This is a podcast where I, Nate, am talking to people. Hence the name. It's a bit cheeky, but it is, uh, it's to the point. Nate talks to people on a podcast. And uh, this is the premiere episode, and I couldn't be happier to have my first guest be a very good friend of mine. His name is Chris Shepard. Chris, welcome to Nate Talks to People on a Podcast. Thanks, Nate. Yeah. By gum, it's so great to be here. <laughs> By gum, I tell ya. The <laughs> you old so and so. The <laughs> the uh, premise of this show is there is no premise. We're just gonna shoot the shit. Me talking to people that I like to talk to, and um, Chris is somewhat of a local celebrity around these parts. Yeah, uh, yes. A drummer for a band known as Caitlin Schmidt and the Move. You guys are, are a pretty big deal around here. That's a fact, yeah. We do get around uh, pretty well, uh, pretty big in the region, so I'm pretty proud of that. Um, we, we've grown, we're only fi- a five-year-old band, and we've grown it from absolutely nothing, so that's yeah. great. Yeah, and you're a draw. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, you're not just the uh, the guys that, that are, the, and gals that are there on the, on the, uh, under show, if you would, you guys are actually a draw, and that's that's fucking great. Yeah, I mean, like the days of playing for five people are over, so that's good. That's always a plus, <laughs> <laughs> especially when the five people are probably five drunk people uh, or your family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bouncer. Yeah. So drum, dr- you're the drummer for the band. Yep. Um, drumming. What? As a musician, as a musician, what brings you to that as your primary? You know what I mean? Like, where where did it start? What was the oh. the? Because um, I know you can play other instruments as well. Yeah, I mean, I, like I tell people, you know, I play guitar, but I'm not a guitar player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the guy, like with with regards to guitar, I'm the guy that uh, if we're going to have a campfire, by golly, we'll have a good old time. I know a ton of songs, we'll just <laughs> sing along. Yeah, you know, but I get to get up in front of. A, a big audience and play guitar. No, that's not me. Uh, so, drumming. I mean, I had cool parents. Mm-hmm. Um, there was always like uh, records being spun at very loud volumes when I was a kid. Same. Yeah. Same. Um, uh, lots of like 50s, 60s, 70s rock, Motown. Uh, my mom and dad both loved music. And, and really, for me, I'm a, I'm a child of the 80s, uh, just like you. And mm-hmm. um, MTV. I mean, I know we make fun of MTV these days, you know, because it's not music television. Yes. Uh, but it was at one point in time, for those of you who did not know that. Um, so, yeah, the early 80s MTV, I was just like, wow, enthralled with that. Like, wow. Yeah. Oh, man, I, 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 I am, uh, I mean, my formative years, my teenage years were in the 90s. But as a kid, like, your memories go back. That video for Money for Nothing by Dire Straits. Oh, that's a great one. That you know what? This just that shit sticks in your mind, oh, yeah. and it's 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 just there. It's burnt. The video for Burning Down the House, Talking oh, Heads. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's another good one. Um, I guess also too, what also got me too is um, like uh, I would spend summers with family in Chicago, and my cousin was a little older than me at the time, and he was uh. He was spinning stuff like Motley Crue, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Shout Out the Devil and like the first Metallica album, you know, and, and I was like, wow, this is not Roy Orbison. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I dig it. <laughs> this ain't Buddy Holly, baby. <laughs> yeah. And I listened to a lot of Buddy Holly. My yes. mom was ate up with that guy. Buddy Holly is one of my probably top 20 
Yeah. Um, I mean, just Buddy Holly and the Crickets were... Oh, they were great. Yes, yes. That movie's great. Oh, Buddy, the Buddy Holly story? Yeah. yeah. I love I love a movie with a soundtrack that uh-huh. that is... Like, okay, examples. That Buddy Holly story movie, Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash yes. movie. Fantastic soundtrack. Yeah. And then, because it's my favorite musical... I can actually listen to the Little Shop of Horrors soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. And I know it from beginning to end because that's my favorite. You know, it's just a, a good soundtrack. Just the movie connects and, yeah. I guess, too, also when I was young, like, uh, the Blues Brothers came out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was in Chicago that summer staying with my relatives when they were shooting that movie. Oh, no shit. And, uh, yeah, Briefcase Full of Blues. Oh, I just loved that out. Man, that was great stuff. So those guys just made it for me. But, uh, yeah, so I begged my parents and begged my parents. My dad was like, no. But my mom, she came around, and, yeah, finally when I was, like, 11 years old, sure enough, by golly, there's a freaking drum set, you know, mm-hmm. there for me for Christmas. So Early inspirations, drumming-wise? Who are yeah, your, who are your um, faves? So, like, when I was growing up, like, uh, I really, really got into, like, Def Leppard mm-hmm. a bunch, and, like, uh, Motley Crue, Tommy Lee, I was, like, I just, like, that whole persona mm-hmm. uh, of, of Tommy Lee and like you know Vince Neil and stuff. I mean, those guys were freaking crazy at that time. And I was like, man, I want to do that. Yes, <laughs> yes. But uh, no, I got a lot of my early inspiration, I guess, from Rick Allen from um, from Def Leppard uh, uh, when he had two arms. Yeah. Um, but of course, uh, you know, he was he's still an inspiration to me. Uh, you know, with one arm. Yeah, I, I mean, that guy fascinates me. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, talk about overcoming adversity. Oh yeah. You know, what a fucking champ, man! <laughs> no what doubt. a fucking champ. Uh, I mean, God, you know, this guy's just solid and his pocket and like the wonderful grooves and stuff, man. The songs are great, you know. So, yeah, that was a that was a big early influence for me. I mean, of course, you know, it you know changed over time, you know, and other people came into the picture and. I think I didn't. I didn't really realize how many music people there were out there until you know I was maybe like you know ten, eleven, twelve mm-hmm. years old, and I was like, "Wow, there's so much music out here! Mm-hmm. Wow, I just need to you know consume it all." That that's for me. Like I, well, you know me, I'm a music file too. Yeah. My only problem is I love music, but I have no musical talent. So I my my you know so I have to I have to admire it from afar. And, and it, you know what I mean? It's just, and, and it is what it is. It's fine. It's, I can do this. This is good. I can be an entertainer oh, yeah. without having to play an instrument. But, um, yeah, that, that I, the, the, re, the way that I know that I am not musically inclined is when I was younger, uh, I took guitar lessons. Now, okay. I dropped out early and didn't, do, didn't stick to it. I, and I don't know. There could be a couple of reasons. First, maybe I just wasn't inclined to do it. Maybe I'm inclined to listen and not play. But also, because I went to Catholic school, Mm. the person teaching me guitar was a nun. So, you know, it's like, do I want to play glory, glory, hallelujah? (laughs) I want to play money for nothing, damn it. yes. Show me that. <laughs> and the church does get money for nothing. Good on them, but that's a whole <laughs> nother, yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother topic. Say <laughs> <laughs> thanks for selling me that fucking uh, shit. Yeah, you but, know, that would have been a turnoff for me, really, if I was gonna learn to play guitar. Yeah. Yeah, and then by um, the time I don't know, I guess by the time it would have been feasible that I would have wanted to try again, I was too old and the old dog new tricks thing, I don't know. It just never happened. But um, but yeah, I just I love music, but I'm not a musician. So and I, I 
I, musicians are the shit to me just because you guys can do something I can't do, you know? So I always tell people when they, you know, they, they illuminate something to that effect, you know, like uh, old dog new tricks and things like that. So like when I started fiddling around with the guitar, I was, uh, I don't know, my early thirties or something. And I got the jam with this guy at the time. He was in his mid seventies. Mm hmm. He had been a postal worker his entire life. He retired at, you know, 64, 65. And it was at that time that he started playing guitar. And really? I started jamming with him. And, I mean, he was incredible. Just ridiculous. <laughs> and so he, Harvey, he inspired me to be better. And so, I mean, of course, he's, he's long gone now. But So he, he learned to play guitar in his 60s? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, and he just fucking ripped. You know what, Harvey? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you've inspired me, Harvey. <laughs> Never too late, man. <laughs> yeah. Who are your favorite drummers? Like, I know, I know we talked about inspiration, but... Uh, you know, my, one of my first memories of being, like, inspired, and I didn't even know, I didn't even know what this even was at the time, but uh, the Muppet Show, the original Muppet mm -hmm. Show, man, they had Buddy Rich on there. I remember that episode, and I was like, I was just, I know as a little kid, I'm just like, whoa, what is this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, if you, if you search YouTube and check that episode out, it's just fantastic. But, um, yeah, so that was an early uh, inspiration. He's one of my one of my favorites. I can still never figure out the shit he does. Mm -hmm. I feel that way about Neil Peart. Neil Peart was Rush, uh, you definitely know, an like, inspiration Jesus. as well. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty ridiculous. And uh, um, um, Danny... Danny Carey. Danny Carey from, from Tool. Tool. Yeah. But you know how I feel about them. To me, Tool is not. It is rock, but Tool is is is. If Beethoven did rock, Tool, mm. their music is a fucking symphony. Yeah. You know, it, it really is. Like um, the, I would put I would put the the middle bridge of Schism, up against any orchestra. You know, like it's just okay. it, it's to I me it's, it's yeah. magic. It's yeah. just magic. I uh I got into prog rock probably a little too late. I mean I, I was probably in my twenties when I started discovering things like Rush and and Kansas and and then subsequently that that turned into Tool and Dream Theater right. and you know Fate's Warning and things like that. Um, so uh, Mark Zonder from Fate's Warning, I, you probably don't know who that band is, but man, God, that guy is ridiculous. I know the name. I know <sighs> the name. He's been in several, several projects and stuff throughout the years, and I. Uh, but it originally was Fate's Warning, and man, God, these guys are awesome. Um, so yeah, but my tastes have you know flowed and ebbed and mm -hmm. changed and stuff like that. I was big into the grunge thing. Me too. Me too. Um, and and we were you know talking about that. You know, it comes down to like, okay, as we record this show, it is actually my birthday, and 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 every every year on my birthday, my brain goes into the whole thing about time, and how time is different based on your age you know like yeah it it does not seem when, when i was a kid elvis because i didn't live through it seemed like it was ancient even though i loved it mm. by the way i want to put out a little thing here a little complaint okay did you see the new elvis movie not as of yet no the movie's almost three fucking hours long okay, okay? and it is good it is good and it has some great music okay but I, my big, my big, uh, my big gripe with the Elvis movie is three hours long, and they couldn't put my favorite Elvis song in it. My favorite Elvis oh, song, know. what is it? Devil in Disguise, oh, is song. my favorite Elvis song. 
It's not in the whole movie. It's like, you motherfuckers had... I even watched through the credits. <laughs> I even watched through the credits. Maybe it'll be in the credits. You motherfuckers had three hours and you couldn't slip Devil in Disguise in there for me? <laughs> Jesus. But, no, I mean, what my point here was, you know, like, I didn't live through Elvis. I didn't live through the Beatles. I loved them. And I was much like you. My parents were also music junkies, so I got to hear everything. Yeah. You know, my parents encouraged me with music my parents i mean my parents bought me every weird al yankovic cassette you know good I, for I, them yes, yeah I, I, had, I had i had the weird al yeah you know i love everybody who listens to motley soup knows how much i love weird al by the way i can't wait for that movie to come out yes yes, yes. and the best thing about that movie is it's not a biopic right yeah they've it's weird al you can only do weird al by parodying his life it can't, of course you know he's in the movie he's actually fucking madonna it's yeah. great see that makes sense yes <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's like so Zeppelin before I was born, Elvis before I was born, the mm-hmm. Beatles before I was born. So it all seemed old. Although it was good, it seemed old. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Blind Melon, the Crash Test Dummies, it seems like it was yesterday. I agree. It doesn't feel like it's old, and that's why I say time is so weird. But now if you look back at the counter, it's like, holy fuck, that's yeah, a long ass yeah. time ago. Blood Sugar Sex Magic is <laughs> 31 years old. Man. <laughs> yes. That's great what, album. <laughs> it's, it's insane, though. It's like, nuh-uh. <laughs> you look at the thing, you're like, yeah, fuck you. Then you look in the mirror and like, well, fuck, I'm old. Yeah, look at me. <laughs> and that's, that's why I feel like time is elastic. Yeah, it you really know, is. Time is it's elastic. perceptual. Yes, yeah. and it's I don't know because my kids they look at Nirvana as oldies, or as your 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 taste changes, you get older too. Example, nineties okay. like ninety four to two thousand eight with his long hair and mm-hmm. all that. I thought Nirvana was my favorite band. Okay, they aren't. They aren't. Then they were. Now I look back on it and I realize Pearl Jam's probably my favorite. Um, I, I dig Tool a lot too, but it's just your where you are at in time in your life, you know, and everything it changes. That's why when people do the whole favorite, what's your favorite? Yeah. Uh, to me, it's up for interpretation because I have two normally. I have a favorite band and it's Pearl Jam, but I also have what am I listening to right now? A lot, you know. That makes like, sense. Like I was, I was always a Weezer fan. That's I love band. Weezer. That's a good band. Currently, they're the band I listen to the most, and okay. they're the greatest cover band ever too. Oh yeah, they, they do like, excellent. They jobs. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did they, they did that? They uh, take on that, me. That, that Toto song too. Uh, Africa. Oh my god. They did take great. on me. They did. Um, they do a great version of Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Tears yeah, I've heard fears. that. Yeah. Yeah, they're oh. a great cover band. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know, I don't know. That's why time. It's just. And on birthdays, we reflect as we get older. Mm-hmm. You know? Amen to that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel you there. <laughs> and it's it's like uh, uh, movies. When's the last time, other than say something you're really into, like for me, Star Wars or mm-hmm. or Marvel or something like that? How often, if you if you think back on the '80s and '90s, and when we were kids going to the theaters and stuff, there was to us there were so many great movies. Yeah, I agree. There aren't anymore. No. But is that just our perception? Would my son say, well, "Screw you, Dad! This movie that's out now is great. This movie <sighs> that's out now is..." You know what I mean? I like you know I like watching movies, but like for me to go out to the movie theater, you know, I, oh, 
that's just terrible to say, for me to go out to the movie theater and actually watch a movie, man, I ain't, I've probably been there maybe two, three times in the last decade. Yeah. You know, because like, ah, I can just wait for that to come on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll wait for that to come out on Hulu. Well, especially now, you know, stuff like Disney Plus, the Marvel movie, the Thor movie. Yeah. It was in the theaters two weeks later. It's on Disney Plus. I'll watch it here in ho- at home in my pajamas, wow. and not pay twenty dollars for a bucket of popcorn. <sighs> oh shit! Right? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Uh, do you really enjoy that they have like the Easy Boy, the Lazy Boy chairs in yeah. the theater now? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a lot different than you know trying to the makeout chairs we had when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it felt like you were sitting at a chair at a desk in school. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they they have I think and I think part of that I think part of the reason they're upgrading movie theaters is because they're trying, trying to get to, people the allure to, yes know. trying to draw people in more like you know? home mm-hmm. yeah well but uh, yeah I don't know I just yeah. I, I know we're in the same age group so that time thing hmm. I was thinking about that earlier today and I was this I was like I wonder if Chris feels the same way I do I do yeah I mean it like I said as I mentioned before it ebbs and flows and stuff you know I can I got. Um, I guess on my phone I have several different playlists and stuff and so based on like you know kind of like genres you know so like uh, the, the the grunge area I call that flannel yeah you know because that's that's what it was you know you got the Alice in Chains and the Screaming Trees you know and Pearl Jam in there whatnot so yes I can go back to a song that came out in 1991 you know let's say it was you know Alice in Chains whatever hit play you know wow it's a great song but is that something I'm listening to right now Right, not really. Am I? I've I've already dug on that, mm-hmm. you know, and I enjoy it, and it brings back a lot of memories and stuff. But um, I find it like at this point in my life, I I'm searching for other things yes. to fill that void yes. and to and to to make that same like uh, feeling in my body mm-hmm. happen. You know, to yeah. be happy. At, at for me, you know, um, Evanescence, Amy Lee. Oh yeah, she's is, great. Is you know she's she's a go to for me a lot of the time. Um, the I don't f- I don't find that there are a lot of band of new bands that I can just gel with a lot of the time. I try, and there are there are some yeah. there are some that have cert- some songs that I like, but I don't find that I like a lot of new mo- complete albums. Oh yeah, you know? I don't know. It, My list of complete albums that I think are just fucking great, man, is probably two hands. Right, two hands. Yes. You know? I mean, uh, of course, you know, I'm going to shout out, uh, there's a, definitely a Pink Floyd album on there for sure, just saying. Um, <laughs> Alice in Chains' Dirt. I can I can listen to Alice in Chains' Dirt, start to finish, mm-hmm. shit's fucking brilliant. But yeah, like like these days, like, uh, I listen to a lot of like singer-songwriter stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, because I know your band plays a lot of country. Country so, and like pop and... So because of that, does that does that... Did that make you become more of a fan of country music? Um, you know, and, and I'll tell dig you, into that a lot more. I'll tell you right now what made me become a fan of country music was being a working musician. You know, I've been at this for over two decades now, so like um, uh, being paid to play country, mm-hmm. frankly, made me a country fan. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's not yeah. a fucking joke. Well, and <laughs> I am, I am, I am, and that makes perfect sense. You yeah. know, if it's, if that's where the money's at. It's forced down my throat. I, I am you know? I am definitely a I guess you'd call lapsed country fan. Yeah. In that because of my parents, especially my dad, probably my favorite country stuff comes from a Johnny Cash. Yeah. Patsy Cline. Yeah. Um uh, how, how 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 she's one of those people that I think, man, how good 
how good a career could she have had and how much of an influence could she have been if she wouldn't have, have died so young? I agree. You know, just like Buddy Holly. Yeah. You know, what kind of an influence would Buddy Holly have had on the next generation if he would have, like Johnny Cash. I mean, Johnny Cash had such an influence on the next generation because he lived so long. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you ever knew, heard the story when he did the remake or when he did his version of Nine Inch Nails Hurt. Oh, it's great remake. Trent, Trent Reznor was watching this, obviously. And they got done, and Trent Reznor looked at the producer and said, that's Johnny's song now. <laughs> that's that's awesome. not my song anymore. That's, that's Johnny's awesome. song now. But just, I mean, I, I do. I get to about, with country music, I get to about, like, the 90s. Yeah. And then I check out. You know, a lot of it now is so poppy, I guess, that yeah. it doesn't. And every once in a while, you'll have somebody come along that is, is country within country. <sighs> um I like Darius Rucker's stuff. Oh yeah, he's great. Darius is. He's awesome. done. A, he's done really well with that. Yeah. Oh, that know, wagon that. wheel song is one of the catchiest fucking tunes. Uh, well, I, where he's transitioned from you know being Hootie and you know to, you know just doing the country thing himself, he's really done well for himself. He wanted to do country originally, and then they told him you shouldn't do country. You're black. And <laughs> what I would have said was, well, what the fuck color was Charlie Pride? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. Just, yeah. Man, he. Uh, if you catch that show uh, live from Daryl's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go, they go down to South Carolina and they do a show with Darius Rucker. Oh, it's fucking fantastic! I'll have to check that out. <laughs> oh, it's great. Of course, Daryl's great. You know, he's a big fan. But uh, who, who in the modern country scene are you digging? Um, if there is anybody, I, I mean, yeah. I know there's people you probably play that maybe you don't necessarily even listen to. That you know, there is. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a, f- a few little little people here and there and stuff. You know, but there's nothing that really sticks out in my my mind per se. I mean, uh, I dig Easton Corbin and Rhett Atkins. I dig I dig that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like I I dig that because. Um, I feel like like the the lyrics speak a little bit more to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the tonality of it, um, it's not bullshit. It's not, um, I don't know, girls and trucks and parties right. and stuff like I that. I like, I like Marin Morris. I do love Marin Morris. Um, she's like, cause I'm a big fan of Alison Krauss. Yeah. Alison Krauss has like, I mean, Amy Lee's got my favorite female voice probably. And then Patsy, but Alison Krauss is up there. Alison Krauss's voice is insane. And, um, Marin almost channels that sometimes, you know. She's got that. that I um, I'm excited to go see her. We're gonna see her here in a couple months, um, in Nashville in a concert and stuff. And it's 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 inadver- inadvertent that we're gonna go see her because actually I am going to see the opener. Uh, his name is Rustin Kelly, and he is I guess in the country genre, but mm-hmm. he calls himself Dirt Emo. Okay, so <laughs> that's and, a neat that's a neat one. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. With regards to like you know lyrics and feelings that, that speak to me and stuff, you know this guy that guy's been through a lot and he's a recovering addict and stuff. And a lot of his um, songs are, you know, a portrayal of that. Stuff, mm-hmm. His fight to you know get clean and stuff. And um, man, just great shit. Uh, Rustin Kelly, look him up on Spotify or YouTube, or whatever. And you're you're right though. I mean, a lot of times there are some times where it's 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 about the lyrics. You yeah. Know? The it, example I was thinking about this the other day, not. And I'm not saying I don't like him, not but not I wouldn't even put him in my top twenty. But one of the best lyricists ever is Billy Joel. Billy Joel, I mean, <laughs> he had uh, some good stuff. It's, well, it, just some of the some of the lyrics from um, some of his songs, you know, like 
Um, it's sad and it's sweet, and I knew it complete when I wore a younger man's clothes. You know, how good is that fucking lyric? That's an amazing lyric. And, you know. Some he, people can just ooze that stuff. Yes, yes, yeah. and he does it so well. Yeah. And, I mean, an impressive musician, too. Again, like I said, I don't like everything he ever did. Yeah. But, like, uh, for the, the longest time. That's a great song. And it's all him. Yep. Every every track is, is him. just him. Yep. I mean, how how good of a music or how good of a vocalist do you have to be to be able <laughs> right. to do that, man? You know, whether you like him or not, you can't deny the talent. <laughs> That's the talent right yes. there. That's yes. right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I backed you know A list musicians and you know, B and C list musicians and stuff, and you know, I, as I said, the country music was kind of forced down my throat I guess you know but I guess after a while you know yeah it's like you know what this is okay I, mm-hmm. I can I can dig on some of this you know because what it reminded me of was it reminded you like a lot of the the grooves and like the pocket stuff being a, you know being a drummer um, a lot of that stuff reminded me of the stuff from the 80s mm-hmm. um, it had that same like power and feel and and like you know it, to me I was like well this is just I don't know kind of like rock from you know my youth with uh, much much different lyrics mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> a little more twang yeah but this guy has an accent but I mean whatever it's cool mm-hmm. the guitars are you distorted and it's pretty heavy and it's like okay cool <laughs> it's uh yeah but, I, I, and you're right it's and it, <coughs> you know you, you can take back you can also take some of country's roots not back to old country but even back to old Motown and stuff mm-hmm. like that you know some of the riffs some of the we got cats running around. Anybody who listens to the soup knows that's what happens in this yeah. house. <laughs> cats and, in the and, house. If, and and we have the windows open too. So there's been some jack tart apparently that moved into the neighborhood recently that has a a loud ass truck. And the other day he was driving around the neighborhood being loud. You know he's actually got Dixieland as his horn. Oh my fuck. Uh, yeah, he's out there doing that the other night. And I told I came in from smoking and I told Kendall I'm like. Oh, some poor girl is going to see her brother's small penis later tonight. Yep. It's a shame. <laughs> hey, uh, the Dukes of Hazard called. Yeah. <laughs> they want their horn back. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear that, that's also going on around uh, here right now. I just like to sit out in the driveway and rip it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, it's, we, don't live in, we don't live in a hillbilly area, but we live in a hillbilly area. Yeah. That's absolutely what's going on. <laughs> I'm from a hillbilly area. I'm from West Virginia originally, so that, you know, but I love my roots, you know. Yeah. West by yeah. God, I love it. And and I'm I'm not saying the South is bad. I love it down there, too. There's idiots everywhere, is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's for sure. There's idiots everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I guess, because this, this should probably take up a few. We were trying, eh, this show, on average, folks, I'm thinking maybe like 45 minutes to an hour of your time. I don't like shows to go really long. I do a couple of podcasts that sometimes go a little long. Yeah. You lose people at about the hour and a half mark. Well. You know. And I know with podcasts, you can pause it, come back to it, blah, blah, blah. But straight listen, I can look at that stuff. Yeah. And, and after about an hour and a half, it, they might be pausing it and coming back to it later. <coughs> But you well, hopefully, people. in the podcast about nothing, essentially, you yeah. know, to do a juryism and stuff. I hope this isn't like the first episode, which totally fucking sucked. You know, <laughs> this but is not. It led to a lot of other <laughs> other things that was great. So, thank you guys for listening. Yes, but to round it out, before we before we go, okay. On every episode, I'm going to do something I call the five, and what that is going to be is it's the same five questions for every single guest that I have, 
and Chris can be the first one to indulge me. Some of this may even go back to a little bit of our past conversation that we were having. Okay, sounds Which fun. I appreciate. It was great. Who is, and you can say of all time and current, mm-hmm. however you want to word it, it's your answer, favorite band or musician? Ooh, of all time? Let's see. Well, let's, let's, let's just do, let's just do, do currently. Mm-hmm. So if I pull, pull up Spotify or whatever, I'm, I'm probably listening to Rustin Kelly right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he has the greatest, saddest songs ever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check him out. I know I've heard you mention his name. <laughs> yeah, and I have not. I bad me because I say I'm a music man, uh, but I have not checked him out. I have to check him out. Okay. Um, what is your favorite movie genre? Um, if you're if you're having movie night and you're gonna pick, you know, my wife would probably be like, oh god, but I'm gonna pick a sci-fi. I'm gonna mm-hmm. pick a sci-fi thing. I am the same, and it, it, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier about modern movies. There are a lot of, of, of older, let's say, first of all, they don't make good comedy movies anymore. Oh, no, that ended a long time ago. They, there are no good comedy. I haven't seen a good comedy movie since 40-Year-Old Virgin. <laughs> that's the last. Or that time period. Yes, where, that's yeah, the last yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so I can't, say, I can't say comedy anymore just because as much as I love to watch the old stuff, You've seen it. I've seen it, and, I, and not that I'm going to go back. Not going to go back. You know, a couple few times a year. Shit, yeah, I'm gonna watch Liar Liar, man. That's a great, oh, a great the comedy. Pen is blue. <laughs> or, or you know me, I'm gonna watch uh, Blazing Saddles or History of Hell the World, yeah. um, and stuff like that. But and they don't they, because they don't make good. And and then also they don't they don't even make great like well action movies jumped the shark a long time ago. Um, I've because I've seen as example I've seen like thirty minutes of the first Fast and the Furious and that was enough. I've never watched another one. I haven't watched any of the new Bond movies. I haven't. I'm a know. big car guy, so mm-hmm. like the Fast and the Furious kind of turned me off. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> it's ludicrous. Yeah, it's, it's ludicrous. Whatever. But yeah, I agree with you, sci-fi because you can do anything, and that's the one genre that hasn't started to stink. Yeah, I take that back. There are times it does. Example, Star Wars or Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, I I watched that show and I told Kendall I'm like I, it's not a terrible show, but this doesn't feel like Star Trek. It changed after Enterprise. I feel like yeah, it really did. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we need to have some uh, better and more stories to tell. You know, <laughs> I feel in the comedy, you know, or even in action and stuff like that. Yeah, I, we've told a bunch uh, as a society. We've told. Stories and we got to think of better new stories. Yes, yes. Yeah, and but I, see, I, in sci-fi, you can dream up where the fuck you want. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. I don't know. You want a, a I don't know, a, a, a nation of cats, <laughs> and they're all you know, space-faring people. I don't know. Maybe that's already been done. I don't know. If it's not, you know, write to there, me. There was cat people, <laughs> but that was in the that was a horror movie. So yeah, I mean, you're not wrong though. It, it is it is it is the genre that has the most the most um, room to expand because yeah. you can just create whatever. Just like as an example too, I was a huge Sopranos fan. Oh, it's a great show, my God! And I love the Godfather movie. Yes, they don't even do that stuff good anymore. I don't know if you saw the Sopranos prequel movie that they made. I did. 
Um, it wasn't it wasn't very good. good. No. It, it, I was expecting so much because I loved that show so much. They just I don't, didn't dig deep enough, or they I don't know what happened there, but it was just bad. Yes, it so, was. Yeah, it was not, um, and it just did not compare at all to that. Probably the best thing that's out there now to watch that has a, a um, I guess quote unquote a mobster or a criminal element to it to watch is I don't know if you've watched the Fargo series. No, I've heard it was good. The Fargo series is very good. It's it's really good, but it, it's also true to the the vein of the movie. You know, they okay. didn't they didn't try to clean it up or <laughs> modernize it. But yeah, I agree with you, sci-fi because yeah. because it's the one that hasn't completely rotted out. You know, there aren't even really great horror movies anymore. There's every once in a while one will hit, but um, I don't know. There's only so many ways that you can scare somebody, right. kill somebody. <laughs> yes. I mean, really, <laughs> that new one, Smile. I'm intrigued by that. I'm gonna. Check that out. Okay. Your favorite comedian. You had to know I was going to ask that question. Yeah. Um, God, man. I I guess I'd have to go back to like a, maybe a group because mm-hmm. um, my my family was like really religious when I was growing up and stuff. And so like um, I think it was the kids at school that clued me into Saturday Night Live, you know, in the early '80s. And like, I mean, those people, those people, I, I would sneak. I would sneak downstairs into the basement, turn the TV on without no lights on and stuff, and Saturday Night Live. You know? Jane, you ignorant slut. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See, that that whole era, that was like some of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. I mean, God. You know, and they weren't worried about what they were going to say no. or who was going to be butthurt about it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, they, not, they did, and that's that's what that's why that's why I appreciate like a comedian like Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Who says, no, you are not going to tell me what I can and can't make fun of. You are not going to tell me the jokes I can't. He, he, will, he will not. I love a guy that refuses to be canceled in 2022 because comedy, that's why comedy sucks now because they're not. Comedy is supposed to be dark. It has a dark, yeah. um, a dark um, base to it. You know, I think it was Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel was on a podcast that I was listening to and he said all humor starts dark and then it's like a painting then you paint on that and you 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 add color Hmm. to that darkness and he said if you take away my dark my dark canvas I can't make humor you know, and it makes so much sense. Well, that does. You know, you gotta have that thought. In your yes, head. Yeah. yes. That's it's kind it, of wrong. It, exactly. Yeah. That's the whole fucking point <laughs> yep. of humor is to make fun of reality, and you know, going back to my, I guess my answer, like I uh, got off of it. I'm sorry. You're you're good. <laughs> uh, so if you think back to those days of SNL and like let's say leading up, you know, maybe even into the early '90s, all those people, those that people on those that in those casts. I mean, they really went on to like do some pretty great ass shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, John Candy and you know, I mean, even Adam Adam Sandler and you know, Chevy the, Chase, Chevy Chase, Ackroyd, all those people. Yeah. You know, some of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, I mean, really. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I can't really pick just one, but I I just that era. That, yeah, that troop. Okay. Yeah, that I, led I, to so much great shit. It's funny to me because I I would say every day that probably my favorite stand up guy of all time is Carlin because he wasn't just a comedian he was a philosopher yeah 
But I think the wittiest guy, and I know you've heard me talk about him ad nauseum, the wittiest guy to ever live was probably Dangerfield. <laughs> Just Rodney Dangerfield. You can go down, if you, I don't care how old you are, I don't care if you're my son's age, I don't care who you are. His, 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 his timing. It, and it's timeless. Yeah. His humor is timeless. Yeah. You know, a, a joke about his wife, a, you know, he, <laughs> he, you know, he, he was just so witty and funny. You can go down a YouTube wormhole of Dangerfield. And, <laughs> yeah. And three hours later, you've laughed to your stomach hurts <laughs> and it's time to go to bed because you're drunk. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, I can see what you're saying that, that group, you know, that yeah. poor group at that time. And like you said, so much good shit spawned yeah. out of that. You could spend weeks watching the shows and, and movies that spawned off of that. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. If you could be alive in any period of time, when would it be? You know, I think about that a lot. You, you were talking about time. I feel like uh, I feel like that I probably should have been born maybe, let's say, in the 40s or the 50s. Uh, that way I would have had like my grand musical success you know in the 70s when music was fucking cool right so uh, <laughs> it I, makes perfect sense I think it's about a, that a lot it's a career choice uh, yeah, yeah you know I could have been the you know, drummer for Uriah Heep you know so, or whatever you know or if heaven I could have been you know John Bonham himself I don't know um, but yeah I think about that a lot because I feel like uh, the music industry uh, back then it was um, it was a way way different animal mm-hmm. and if you, uh, you didn't have to be pretty, mm-hmm. you just had to have some talent, you know, and go and do one take in the fucking studio, and boom, you had a hit. And you're and you're absolutely right. If and and I, what I'll say to that is there. The proof is the proof is, and again, maybe this is age, but are there any bands? Because the the industry now chews them up and spits them out. Mm, for sure. Are there? You look at bands from the '60s and '70s, and we look back on those bands, and even into the '90s. But we look back on those bands, and those bands are legendary. They're part of the lexicon. They're part of the fabric of the society. Yeah. The Beatles, Zeppelin, yeah. you know, Elvis. Are there any bands now that have been out that have come out in the last 20 years that you can say they're a part of the fabric of society? And I'm not saying there aren't good bands. But just the way bands are perceived now, again, yeah. it's so saturated, and and they just they they just move through them so fast. You know, you get to the you get to the era of American Idol, where you're just putting a bunch of people on stage, and here's our new next pop star that we're going to chew up and spit <laughs> out. How many of those people are even in the top forty anymore? You know, you know. Um, so like, I played with and played for people that have went and done that. It's 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 fleeting. Yeah, fleeting. Yeah, I mean, you might have I don't know four months of steady work, and then you're out of a job. Mm-hmm. So because they're like the money gets pulled, like you ain't doing what we need you to do. You're shit. You're yeah. done. So yeah, yeah. and what when, when I went back to my uh, my wife and my mother in law, they like to watch The Voice and stuff. And I mean, it's a, it's a cool show, you know, to some to some degree and stuff. But um, think about this, like the. I mean, in reality, like, let's say the guys from Led Zeppelin, okay? You know, they're all very, very talented and stuff. Um, I mean, were they, like, um, primetime prime time star worthy? Right. You know? I mean, they're kind of homely-looking dudes. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, they could fucking rip, but, man, you know, don't put them on a show like that. 
<laughs> so, I mean, there, there's lots of examples of, you know, yes. see, that's where I could fit in. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, and I never even thought of that. It is. It's about the look. Now look. too, it's yeah, about how you sure. look. Now too, <laughs> you aren't gonna see. You aren't gonna see. In, in 2022, Lyle Lovett has no career. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> he looked like Abraham Lincoln shaved. <laughs> see, this is this is why as I'm getting a holder, I can hide behind my drum set stuff like that, and you'd be like, "Man, that drummer's great." Let's get a picture of him. Let's don't. Okay, let's turn the camera back to the singer. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> This one is going to be a big one for everybody I ask it. Okay. But because you know me and I like buttons and to push them. <laughs> and I told everybody when this thing started, you're not allowed to be offended. I don't know why I'm looking at the microphone like it's people. <laughs> it's cowering right now. The microphone's <laughs> yeah. cowering. <laughs> Do you believe in God? Why or why not? Mm, no. <laughs> I love that. I love it because you're just like me. No. No. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just feel like there's just uh much evidence to the contrary so there there's too yes there's too much evidence to the contrary and the biggest thing about it and i totally agree with bill lamar on this okay my biggest thing is i don't know and because i don't know i don't believe i mean and 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 how arrogant is it for us to think that, first of all, we're the only beings in the universe? Yeah, yeah, that's retarded. Just to, to get that off the chest. And that, yeah. yeah, and that shit's only like, what, 5,000 years old or something when <laughs> every bit of science proves that that is not the case. So I have a, um, a favorite philosopher. Hmm? So his name, uh, he's a Scientologist too, but uh, an, ast- and an astronomer. His name is Lawrence Krauss. One of my favorite quotes from him is he says, uh, the universe is very big and very old and strange and odd things happen all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there you go. That's that's the universe in, in one fell swoop there. Yeah, I, I honestly, I just, I, I, I believe we're more likely a failed alien experiment that they just don't ever come check on anymore because they're like, well, we fucked that one up. Yeah. Oh, look, they built nuclear weapons, these idiots. Well, they'll be done here. Yes. Uh, we'll come back here in about uh, 500 years and then we'll yeah. uh, resource this planet. On the universal time clock, we have like six minutes left yeah. because... Because human beings are so stupid. Like, why did we? Why have we spent the past hundred? Well, not just the past hundred years. Since <laughs> our beginning, our beginning, all we've done is try to think of ways to kill each other. What the fuck is? I don't know. And that's why I hate the expression "the good old days." <laughs> because when were there ever good old days? What during the during the uh, the uh, the 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 plague the plague yeah uh, during during medieval times uh, during the crusades <laughs> the great depression yeah or like people that talk about the, the fi- fucking rock people that talk about the fifties <laughs> those were the good old days why because you could beat your wife and nobody cared like I don't know I just there were never good old days and that's why I don't another reason I don't believe in religion because from the beginning from the beginning of religion. They've used the end times as a way to scare people into religion. Mm-hmm. When those prophecies can be, you could look at any period of time, and those prophecies you could interpret that that's the the end days, the end times. I mean, I thought there's about war, like there's suffering, there's disease. There's it, 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 when wasn't there? I could interpret it, and I don't know. I could uh, you know get on national TV and be like, okay, guys, the world's going to end here in like three years, two months, and eight days. You know, mark your calendars. <laughs> be good. Lead lead good lives. 
<laughs> you can leave with me on a spaceship like Scientology. There's a great yeah. documentary on HBO Max about Scientology right now that I've been watching. Wow. What's it called? Wow. Oh, God. What is it called? Let me look really quick. Um, and while I look, thank you. This has been great. This has been great. It's, it's been uh, fun. It's. I'm, I'm looking forward to more, more shows. and It's not a one-and-done thing, so I will probably have you back on at some point. That's cool. Um, I got more shit to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, now I can't find... Oh, Going Clear. Going Clear? Going Clear, Scientology and the Prison of Belief. Um, and then also Heaven's Gate. That was the one with the... Heaven's that's Gate. the one Hev- with the... With yep. the I got them mixed up. That's the one with the, the aliens. Or the... You're, we're going to the aliens. Scientology's the one where they believe aliens put us here on volcanoes and, like, spirit these... Or we were brought here by an alien race... They put these other aliens in volcanoes, and they exploded, and now we all have one of these alien spirits stuck to us, and, oh, you have to watch That's some wild-ass shit. I haven't heard about that yet. Shit. You have okay. to. It's, it's <laughs> insane. But that's religion for you. Yeah. Well, again, Chris, thank you for joining me on the premiere episode. Totally. Where I'm talking to people on a podcast, and like my old hero, Groucho Marx says, Chris... We now must I'd be like going. to say a few words. <laughs> Hello? I must be going. I cannot say I came to say I must be going. I'm glad I came, but just the same, I must be going. La la. For my sake, no, you must stay. If you should go away, you spoil this party. I am through I'll stay a week or two. I'll stay the summer through. But I am telling you, I must be I'll do anything you say. In fact, I'll even stay. But I must be.